Well, let's take our Bibles. Uh, yours might be an electronic device like mine or leather bound. But either way, as we do every week before we receive God's word, let's just hold up our Bibles and let's say the words that are up on the screen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. It is the indestructible, incorruptible, everlasting, living word of God. I receive it now by faith and I believe that my life will forever be changed. Let's pray. Father, as we step into this new year, Lord, we want to hear what you have to say to us today. Lord, help us to value what you say to us. Lord, we make a commitment in our heart right now to act on the truth that we hear today. And Holy Spirit, I ask you today to help me to deliver this message in such a way that it ministers to every person who hears it. We rely on you to do that. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as you heard, we're beginning a brand new series as we move into 2021. And that series is simply entitled Forward. And we think about going forward. I believe there's some things that God wants to teach us, some truths that are vital for us to know and not only know, but to apply if we're going to move forward in 2021. You've probably heard this statement, time and tide wait for no man. Listen, 2021 is going to happen just like 2020 happened. I'm not going to stop 2021. But what we can choose to do as we step into a new year, we can choose to move forward, to listen to God, to hear what he has to say. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be ministering truths that I believe God has placed in my heart to help you go forward in 2021. So now as we move into this message, I w- or into this series, I want to start with the message simply entitled, Looking Forward. And so go with me, if you will, to the book of Philippians. This is a very familiar passage to many of us, but it's where Paul was writing about moving forward. And you know, I'm sure you're like I am, and that is, I like to listen to people who made it. Come on, who won? And Paul made it all the way to the end. His faith wasn't shipwrecked. He moved forward, and yet he saw some very trying times, some some challenges in the world at that time, some personal challenges, but he made it. And so and not only did he make it, but he was well off. He was prospering as he made it. So let's read what he has to say about moving forward in Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 12. Paul here says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Now, in this passage, I want to ask you to focus your attention on one phrase. 
And here's the phrase. Paul said, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. How many of you know, if you want to move forward, you got to look forward. You're going to go in the direction of where you place your eyes, your focus. Watch it in your car. If you start looking over to the side, pretty soon you're going to find yourself going in the direction that you are looking. Come on, we need to make sure we're looking forward. Also, I want you to listen up. Because I really believe that the Lord wanted me to say this to all of you this morning. And here it is. God's got some things planned for you in 2021. He's made some things ready. He's already prepared them. But listen, they're in front of you. They're not behind you. And your past cannot stop you. If you choose to move forward in faith and you look forward, your past cannot stop you from reaching what lies ahead. Come on, it's in front of you. God's planned some things. He's got some things for your family. He's prepared them. But but you got to move forward. And so I want to get you looking forward this morning. Now, let me just define the word forward. I'm going to use a very simple definition. But the word forward simply means onward movement. Gradual movement. You know, one of the things my husband says, he runs a lot and he watches what he eats. He's, in fact, he, he watches. And when I say, how do you, I watch what I eat too, but I just eat more than he does. Anyway, but I watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean when I say he watches what he eats a little more than I do. And, uh, but one of the things he says that if you want to lose weight, eat less, move more. Eat less, move more. And so, I just at times in my life where I, just for me personally, I'm feeling like, you know what, and I'm putting on more weight than I want, then I just think about that. Eat less, move more. Well, listen, you want to move in the right direction. And so, moving in the right direction means you need to look forward. It's onward movement, but he also says it's not just onward movement. It's onward so as to make progress. And so, when I'm sharing with you about 2021 and forward and looking forward, I'm talking about making progress. I'm talking about movement that is progress. You're progressing in ways. Now, it's important, too, that you understand something about progress. And this one has tripped me up, so I need you to listen up. Here's how progress is defined. It is onward movement, but listen, it's gradual improvement. Mm. You see, it really is about making progress in 2021. Regardless of what happens in the world, regardless of what doesn't happen, what you thought would happen, but you got to make progress. You see, when it comes to progress, if you're like me, I like big progress. (laughs) I like God to do big things. I, I, I want tomorrow everyone to be vaccinated and no mass in an hour. 
Could, could we just make it in an hour? I mean, that'd be a big leap. But you, you see, here's what you have to understand. We live in this world, and we're not the only one in this world. But God is still in charge of my world. Okay? He can still work in my world, and he can help me deal with that world. But even in my world, and the way God works with us as individuals... Now, now listen, you got to hear me. Usually how God works with us, the normal is gradual improvement. And I think Joyce Myers tells the story of how that years ago, when she was a young believer, she used to smoke. And she said, Dave did too. And she just said, one day, she said, Dave woke up. He had prayed about, you know, he wanted to quit smoking. He woke up one day and all desire was gone. And just like overnight, he never smoked again. She said it was not the same case with her. She threw away 25 packs. <laughs> Come on, you, you know what I'm talking about. You see, now and then, God will do those overnight things in our life. But more often than not, and now you, you say, Pastor Jane, I thought you were talking about looking forward. I am. Because if you don't understand this, you won't keep looking forward. You'll look down. You'll look all around. You haven't made much progress. Come, come on. Listen, here's what I want you to do. Here's how you move forward in 2021. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what the God who knows it all is telling you this morning. It's about progress. It's about gradual improvement in your life. And every day, He wants you to make some improvement. And listen, day by day, it may be gradual, but then one day, you're going to wake up and there's going to be a a big difference. Now listen, let me translate this into something real practical. Celebrate the small wins in a big way. I, I, I'm telling you, that was kind of hard for me. Because it's just small. Who wants to celebrate big over something small? Well, a diamond's pretty small. <laughs> Come on. Listen, you need to understand this because how often does the enemy tell you, boy, you haven't come very far. Or really what he does is he tells you how far you haven't come. You know, really, you should be there when you're only here. But he doesn't remind you of how far you've come. Gradual improvement. Forward. Keep, keep looking forward. When the enemy says, oh, you're not making any improvement. I moved a half an inch yesterday. Come on. Celebrate the small wins in a big way. Look forward. Now, let's get into Paul's statement here that we were looking at. And he says, forgetting the past and looking forward. I want you to see that it's all the same process. You cannot look forward without forgetting the past. And forgetting the past is a part of looking forward. And you notice there that Paul says forgetting the past. In other words, you don't have to do it again. You don't have to do it again. Because you see, to, tomorrow, today will be your past. You've got to forget it. 
there are some days I just, in fact, I just like God to erase them. Come on. You got to forget the past. He says, forgetting the past. Let me put it this way. You can't make progress. We cannot move forward looking in the rearview mirror. No more than in an automobile can you reach your destination using the rear view mirror. You will crash. How many people have shipwrecked their faith because they kept their eyes in the rearview mirror? The enemy kept pointing to the past, pointing to what you did or what didn't happen or how far you haven't come, forgetting the past. That's a part of looking forward. Unless you've got eyes in the back of your head, like my mother did. (laughs) Come on. Then you cannot look both ways at the same time. Now, let me just say this. When it comes to forgetting the past, God will use your past. It's kind of like the rearview mirror in a car. The rearview mirror does have a purpose. The purpose of the rearview mirror is while you're driving for you to look up. And sometimes you can look in the rearview mirror and you can see how far you've come. Also, you can see where you've come from, but also you take a glance in the rearview mirror just to make sure that there's nothing behind you that would hinder your forward movement. Come on. So you see, I believe that in 2021, God may tap you on the shoulder. The Holy Spirit may tap you on the shoulder and say, glance back. Look how far you've come. And you look back and you say, man, when that used to happen to me, I'd get mad. Somebody would be slapped. But I just went, Holy Spirit, thank you. Just gradual improvements. I can feel it. Somebody is praying for somebody they know right now <laughs> that they will no longer do certain things. Come on, gradual improvements. Also, the Holy Spirit may tap you on the back and say, listen, you need to deal with that thing from your past because it's about to stop your forward momentum. Come on, quit looking at that. Stop looking at that. Have you ever seen somebody in, in, in a movie and, you know, they're maybe in a crash or something has happened and they're getting out of this difficult situation and, and they're having to maybe walk across something that's, you know, over a ravine. And so the, the one person gets to the other side and then the other person's going, come on, don't look down. Look at me. Uh, look at me. Look at me. Listen, sometimes Jesus and the Holy Spirit's going to tell you in 2020, look at me. Look at, no, no, no. The enemy is kind of like the toddler. You ever seen those toddlers? They're just hanging on their parents' clothes, trying to get their attention. And nothing's wrong with them. They just want to be the center of attention. Well, the enemy will use your past like that little toddler to tug on you. Look at me. Look at me. I want your focus. But listen, you heard Pastor Jane's message. Looking forward, forgetting the past. I said, well, while we forget the past, can I also tell you that it's not about blocking it out of your memory? 
It's about not allowing it like that toddler to become your focus. You can't forget the divorce. You you, you can't forget. You know, my parents went to heaven in 2020. I'm not going to forget that. But I'm not going to let it remain in the forefront of my mind every day. Come on. Forgetting. But then could I also recommend this when it comes to looking forward? Not only do we forget the past, but come on. You got to use the front window. Could I just suggest... That you look out the front because the view is better and bigger out the front window. Now, let me say this. When it comes to looking forward, you want to because we believe, because we serve God, we believe our future is bigger than our past and that the best or that there is more in front of us than behind us. Come on, there is more in front of us then behind us. You say, well, Pastor Jane, I don't know about that. Well, I'm telling you it is. Come on, it's what lies in front of you. Now, I'm not even talking about uh, that. I'm not referring to when I say there's more in front of us than behind us. I'm even talking about years of your life. I'm not even sure I want to live as many years as I've lived, as many more years. I don't know that I want to stay here that long. But you see, it's about what God has for me in this season that I'm in. It's in front of me. My richest life in this season, my purpose that God has for me, it's in front of me. And I know God's got some things for me. And I want to go forward. I want to progress. Wow, use the front window. Now let me say this. God can deal with your past. We focus on our future. See, you can't redo the past. God can take care of it. Leave it in His hands. You, come on, do you hear me today? Did you ever in class, the teacher go, you, you. Well, that's what I'm doing today. You, you. Come on. Focus on your future. You see, I don't know where 2020 left you. We all experienced a rough year. We experienced disruption. We made it. God's grace was sufficient. If we had loss, God will help us recover that loss. I don't know where 2020 left you. Maybe there was, you went through a divorce, necessary or unwanted. It, it, you went through some stuff, financial setbacks. I don't know where 2020 left you. But wherever you are, look forward. Come on, you look forward. You ever played a game? I used to play a game. I don't know if it was with one of our grandkids or something. Playing that a little game where you have the little markers. And I was playing with this. I think it was one of our grandkids one time. And they didn't want to start at the start because I was trying to explain to them. And the game was a little bit above them. I was trying to explain to them you had to go all the way around the board. And then you won if you got to the, you know, the end over there. So they wanted to start in the middle. It just made sense to a four-year-old or three. That why, why start back there? If I got to go all the way around. Listen, you, you cannot pretend that that didn't happen. We, we can't pretend like 2020 didn't happen. But wherever you are, know that you can start here and move forward. It's forward from here. So you feel like, well, I can't go forward after that. Yes, you can. God's got things in front of you. 
look forward. Now, let's, let's clarify the goal here, because Paul does clarify the goal. If we're looking forward, let's get a goal in mind. I want to go back to verse 12 of Philippians 3. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things, or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Hmm. Really, just as reading this, just reading this, Paul says the goal is perfection. Now, we understand that that's a biblical term. And when Paul says the goal is perfection, he's not talking about us as individuals being perfect, sinless, no mistakes. No, we know this is a rich word. This word perfection is a rich word in Scripture. And let me define it for you. This word perfection is defined as to, pro, to bring to completeness, to fulfill. Remember I said God had some things for you? Well, he wants to complete some things in your life this year. He, he wants to bring that to completion. Come on, there's some things you've been believing God for. Some things you desire to see. Come on, God, the goal is perfection. For God to complete some things. For God to fulfill some things. In fact, next Sunday night, when we do the anointing service, I have a word that the Lord gave me for this year, for my life, that I believe the Lord also says, I want you to share that with the church. I want them to pick it up. And I'm going to be sharing that. And it has a lot to do with these lines right along these lines right here. So, make plans for you and your family to be there. But here's another definition of perfection. It means to finish. Anybody want God to finish some things in your life? <laughs> kind of hanging out there. It also means to reach the prescribed goal. Wow. Mm. Let me take you back up to verse 10 and 11, because while Paul says here that the goal is perfection, he's also described that perfection in the previous verses, and I want you to hear it. Verses 10 and 11. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Well, here Paul clarifies the goal and he clarifies what he means by perfection. He says, really, what I want to do is I want to mature in my knowledge of Christ, knowing who he is. And listen, this one's good. I want to grow in experiencing all that Christ purchased for me. I I, I don't know about you. I believe you're probably like, I, I love the experience. Now, listen, I'm thankful for Church Online, and all of you that are watching Church Online, we're so glad that this is accessible to you. But at the same time, we will be glad when we can all get back together because there's nothing like the experience of being together. While you can see us, and we're glad God can minister to you through this, we can't see you. And I always say this. If it were just meant to be Church Online only, then... Why don't you take your vacation online? Just asking. Come on. You know what? Because you want the experience. You want to go there. 
You want to be there. I'm going to tell you something. It's a lot cheaper just to view the Grand Canyon online. And you won't fall off. But we spend so much effort in going there. Because it's about the experience. Well, listen, we need to experience what Christ has done for us. Let me just say this. Paul talks about sharing in his death. To share in his death is to receive all that his death purchased for us. See, here's the good news. Your victory's been purchased. Your health's been purchased. Your freedom, it's been purchased for you. It's been purchased. Now, we want to move forward. We want to mature. Really, we could say this. Paul said, I I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. That's what we want to do this year. We want to press on so that we possess the perfection, so that we grow in our knowledge of Christ and we grow in experiencing all that he purchased, so that literally he possesses us and we possess all that he's done for us. You see, I hope things get better in 2021. Certainly we all do. And it seems like we have good reason. It's not just wishful thinking. There's some things in play that we hope, you know, are going to pan out and things are going to get better. We've learned some things. We've grown. Our communities learned some things and, and grown. And can I tell you right now, we need to be praying for our government. I don't care who's in the White House. We need to trust God. We need to pray for whoever is in there. We need to pray for God's plans to come to pass. Come on, because this nation needs a godly, righteous leader because this thing isn't over yet. Okay, but in the end, we trust God. You see, it's not about this goal that you have. It's not about our circumstances getting better. It's about you getting better. Come on, because when you're a better you, life is better. (laughs) Your marriage is better because you're a better spouse. Your workplace is better because you're a better supervisor, an employer, an employee. Come on, we're talking about better. And Jesus gives us the best life. Now, real quickly, I just want to share with you um, something that Schofield Bible teaches us. Schofield Study Bible. Uh, In Schofield Study Bible, he says that the Bible actually speaks of three different stages of perfection. And and here are the three stages of perfection. One, he says, there's the positional perfection. And the positional perfection is the ultimate perfection already possessed by every believer in Christ. Let me put it this way. This stage of positional perfection is that someone who received Jesus yesterday, just came into God's family yesterday, is just as righteous in Christ as someone who's been serving God for 30 years. No different in their position in Christ. You you see, what happens is God sees us through Christ. He wants us to know our position. So this year, if you're going to move forward, you, you need to know your position in Christ. Now, here's the second stage Schofield talks about, and it's called relative perfection. And can I just say this? It's all relative. Go on, this perfection thing, 
And relative perfection is spiritual maturity. It's doing the will of God, love, holiness, demonstrating patience, good works. Listen, it's this stage two that I'm referring to today as far as looking forward to what God is going to do in us. This is this stage of perfection. It's called life. And it's in this stage, though, sometimes that we're tempted. Instead of looking forward to what God's going to do in us, we're looking down, we're looking around, we're looking back. Come on. Then there's the third stage, which is ultimate perfection. And he says, when we all will be changed at the time of the resurrection of the dead. And I'm just going to say this. There are some people that I am happier about them being changed. I'm thinking about them, and I'm happy one day they're going to reach this stage because they need it. But come on, down here they're still growing. Down here I'm still growing. But aren't you glad that one day we'll all be changed? It's the ultimate perfection. I won't have to fight my flesh anymore. Jesus is going to change us all. But now listen, where we live is in stage two. But I do believe the reason I shared these three stages with you is because I believe that knowing stage one, our position in Christ, and knowing stage three, that eventually we will reach perfection, helps us to grow in stage two. Come on, doing the will of God, spiritual maturity, walking in love. And really the goal is spiritual maturity. Growing in Christ. Becoming more like Christ. Come on. The goal is spiritual maturity. Growing in Christ. Becoming like Christ. Hmm. I want to close this up today. By talking about running your race. We're going to talk about looking forward. When you, if, if you run your race well, it's going to be because you're looking forward. You, you never saw anybody run a race looking back. In fact, where did my eyes want to go? I wanted to immediately step back. How, how hard is it to run forward when you're looking back? Hebrews 12. I want to go to another passage. I believe that Paul not only authored Philippians, but I believe he's the author of Hebrews. And I want to read a passage there that he wrote. Hebrews 12.1, it says, Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Now first, let me just remind you of this. I said it one way earlier. This is another way to say it. Other, earlier I said, God has something prepared for you, something that's in front of you. Well, we can also put it this way. You've got a race to run. God's got a race for you to run in 2021. 
Don't get out of your lane. Sometimes we see somebody else doing really good, and we think if we were in their lane doing what they do, we would do well. No, stay in your lane. Listen, in a race, you know, in athletics, if you get out of your lane, it doesn't matter if you were the first to finish, you lose because you weren't running your race. You got into somebody else's lane. Can I tell you, run your race. Comparison is a bad trap. All of us have to avoid it. I have to avoid it. There are some pastor friends of mine, and they're just gifted in certain areas. And there'll be times I find myself comparing myself to them. Well, I'm going to try to do that. Are you kidding? But the truth is, I can run my race well. Come on, you can run your race well. But Paul also says this, or or let me put it this way too, when it comes to running your race. It's in the running of our race, or or put it, let me, I got to say it this way. It is the running of our race that matures us. It's how we reach perfection. We've said the goal is perfection. Come on, it's in the running of our race that we mature. But then he also tells us, that we need to do two things if we're going to run our race. We're going to finish. He says you need to strip off every weight that slows you down. I don't know about you, but can I just be real for just a moment, be honest? When I hear somebody starting to preach on that, I just go, oh, you're going to mess with my stuff. Those weights. You know, because, Lord, I know, I know, I know I need to change that. I know. Strip off the weights. I'm going to give you some good insight into that today so that you won't feel that way. He says we've got to strip off the weight to slow us down. We've got to run with endurance. Or in other words, he means you can't give up or you can't quit or you won't finish your race. Come on, you've got to keep looking forward. But I love this. He tells us how to strip off the weight. Listen, some of you have tried to let go of those weights, and it's like they're stuck to your... Come on. You know you've tried to quit that a thousand times. You've tried to change it about you or your marriage. How? But he tells us how to strip the weights off. He tells us how to run with endurance. Don't miss this. He says, looking on. To Jesus. Don't look to yourself to strip the weights, to have the endurance you need. Look to Jesus. Our enemy wants us to focus on the weights, everything that's wrong with us, everything that's weighing us down, why we can't be what God is called us to be, why we can't do what God has called us to do. Our enemy wants us to focus on the weights, but we choose to look to Jesus. Come on. Everybody say, look to Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, look to Jesus. Come on. Don't look to anybody else. Don't look to some. Look to Jesus. You know why? Because he's the champion. He's the champion. Have you ever watched the Olympics and the the races, the foot races, 
and you see that every one of those Olympic contenders that are running, they, they got their eyes fastened on the finish line. In fact, some of them have lost because they looked at the person beside them. Better keep your eyes on the finish line. And can I say you, while the goal is perfection, what we're really looking at is Jesus. You want to know how you keep looking forward when things get tough? When there's only gradual improvement or maybe you can't see any improvement? How do you keep running your race? How do you strip off those weights that seem to just be weighing you down? Look to Jesus. Come on, remember what I said earlier? Look, look at here. Look here. Look here. I mean, have you ever tried to take a picture with the baby? I mean, you got four people behind, you know, in front of the kid. Look here. Look at, hey, look here. I feel like God has to call five angels sometimes to get your attention. Hey, look here. Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit. Look here. Because sometimes we are so into our weights and our problems and our issues and where we're falling short and we want to quit and we want to whine and all of those things are real and I'm not diminishing them in any way but what I am telling you if you want to finish your race look to Jesus maybe we've had the wrong goal maybe we've had our eyes on the wrong thing on the wrong person and here's why you want to look to Jesus I want to wrap this up You want to look to Jesus because it takes faith to finish your race. It takes faith to keep looking forward when everything around you would want your attention and and, and when you want to put your focus, everything. Listen, when Jesus is our focus, our faith grows. It says here that Jesus initiates and he perfects our faith. And listen, we need faith to believe that we can reach the goal which is becoming more like Jesus. We need faith to believe that even when bad things are going on in this world, good things are going to happen in our life and in our marriage. You see, faith in Him matures us so we can reach our goal. He's made possible He's made it possible for us to finish our race because he defeated every one of our enemies. So listen, this year in 2021, when it comes to looking forward, I want you to hear Jesus say, look here, look look here. Everything's going to try for your attention. Look here, look to me. I already defeated that enemy for you. Come on, you want to get rid of that weight? Look to me. I'll help you let go of that. I'll deliver you from that. And here's my question as we finish. Are you looking forward? Are you looking forward? Are you looking to Jesus? Or has the enemy got you looking somewhere else? Listen, it's so easy to just turn your eyes upon him. Some of you may know that old hymn. It says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Listen, as we close out this message today, I want you to do that just from your heart. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Listen, I know you can finish your race this year 
because Jesus finished his race for you. Let me just say this. Faith in Jesus keeps us looking forward. It keeps us moving forward. So what is it for 2021? Forward. Did you get some out of that this morning? I pray that you did.